You're listening to Enclave Community Church. For more information about Enclave, please visit us online at enclavecc.com. Thank you, Jay. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Good job. Very good job. Um, uh, there's no, the scripture won't be read before because today's scripture is just one verse. I didn't want to make somebody come all the way up and have to read one verse and go all the way back. No, that's, I'll read it, I promise. It won't be hard for me. One verse, I can do that. <laughs> um, I am so glad to be here. I am so glad to look out on your faces and be with you in this place in Jesus' love. And uh, I'm here, since I'm up here, I get to testify. At, at, to begin, I'm going to testify that this is the best church I've ever been in in my life. And I've been involved in churches for over 40 years. Many churches. Some good, some bad. Many churches. And this is the best church. Now, I'm not saying that other churches aren't as good. And I don't want you to go out and say, hey, Carlton says ours is the best church. So, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that in my heart what God has brought me to see here is what, in a way, I've longed all my life to see. And it's amazing that he did it, because at first I did not want to come here. <laughs> and it's amazing how off I was, how absolutely, totally off I was. God's amazing in his patience and love and goodness to direct us as we seek him to where he wants us to be. <laughs> Melissa's here. Oh, I'm so glad. To, I'm sorry. I can't help but just rejoice. Melissa's here. Wow. Uh, and Yvonne, too. Boy, I got some powerhouses right here around me. <clears throat> so um, I say that because um, it made me think of that because just a few weeks ago, I saw Andrew dancing around in the hallway. Yes, he does dance. <clears throat> he was so excited. And I was, what are you excited about? He says, I'm, he says, I'm so excited uh, that people are beginning, beginning to really relate to one another in and through Christ. They are w- w- working to, to listen and share what each of them have in Christ and what others have given them and, and, and what they're experiencing. And this love is just uh, moving. And he said he was just so so excited to see that. And I thought, and I said, you know, you're right. Yes, people are <laughs> wanting to relate in, in, regarding and through their life in the king. And you know what's exciting about that? That's what heaven's all about. In the most perfect, wonderful, beautiful way, that's what it's about. And, and Andrew's saying, I'm seeing it begin here, which is what it was meant to be when Jesus said that, you know, we could have eternal life now and then it would carry through forever. But it begins now and it begins in our midst. So I want you to take a moment, just a moment, turn to somebody, if you would, and tell them, I'm so glad that the love of Jesus is in this place. Would you do that right now, please? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
see. What did I tell you? <laughs> yes. And so three weeks ago, I was here, and we started to talk about uh, John chapter 15, where Jesus said, abide in me and abide in my love. And that he calls us to that, and that is the church. The abiding in his love is what the world sees and is stunned by it. They take a double take. They stop. They ask what's going on. You just you talk to people that from the outside coming in, and it's like the love, the love. <clears throat> Nowhere else. Only in this person, the king, and in his people is it so powerful because we're a testimony, as we looked at last time in John 15, of what it meant to be in Christ's love and to be able to savor and be secure, uh, to, to, excuse me, to, to be safe, first of all, to savor and then to be secure in that love before all the world. It is the greatest force in the universe, in heaven and in earth, Okay, you've heard of black holes. In the last 50 years, we've been uh, told that it's one of the most powerful forces in the universe. A star is dying and it's collapsing on itself. It's becoming so dense. The atoms are so close, they can hardly even move. Uh, and it is so powerful in that collapsing mass that it creates a gravity so, so um, tremendous that even light cannot escape. Okay, that's why it's black. The light in that sun cannot escape because of the power of Jesus' love is more powerful than that. Let's wrap our hearts around that. His love is so much more powerful and so much stronger. And today we're going to go to John chapter 15. We're going to look at verse 10. <clears throat> that's where we're going. We didn't really deal with it last time because it is a pretty big verse. And, it, it, and you, we need to take some time to unwrap it. And so there it is, John fifteen ten. And Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Let's remember, this is Jesus talking to us, okay? And I want you to notice there's a difference there, um, Jesus makes a distinction between his commandments and his father's commandments. He didn't say, abide in my father's commandments, or uh, keep my father's commandments and abide in my love, as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. He said, keep my commandments and abide in my love, just as I had kept my father's commandments and abide in your love. And this relates to Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, <clears throat> where Jesus uh, is talking about his relationship with the Father and what he has been commanded and accepted and obeyed to come into this earth to do. John, uh, excuse me, Matthew 5, 17. Jesus said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So in this relationship, this loving, abiding relationship, uh, Jesus showed that he was 
sent into the world to fulfill the law and the prophets. That means, I think simply, he's come to show us what life without sin is like, all right? What a truly human life really looks like. And he did this by perfectly keeping every command of the Father. That is so big. I'm I'm not even going to try and explain it. I'm just saying it's what he claimed and what he lived and he showed. And it, it is so amazing. He showed us a life without sin. So if God said, thou shalt not, he did not. And if God said, thou shalt, he, sh- he shalt. <laughs> he did. Uh, he completely filled the two, uh, the, the law. That means he perfectly uh, lived without sin, but he also perfectly fulfilled the law by dying for all others' sins. And this is throughout the scripture. I think the best place is in Ezekiel 18, chapter 18, verse 20. And there the scripture says, the soul who sins shall die. That's right out of the garden, right out of Adam and Eve, right out of the beginning. And Ezekiel declares it again. And then Jesus fulfills the prophet, Ezekiel, when it says, the soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the, the son. Each of us, each of us, our own sins will suffer but the righteous of the righteous shall be upon himself and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself now it's interesting there uh, because it shows that the righteous will be righteous and the wicked shall be wicked Um, (laughs) and Jesus according to the scripture becomes uh, not only the soul that is righteous but he also becomes the soul that sins see what I'm saying the soul that sins shall die. Soul, one soul, one person. All, all the sins on that soul. And he died. He did this and he fulfilled the law and the prophets. The perfect soul became the soul of all our other sins to destroy them and to free us then to join him. Join him what? Abiding in his love. Ultimately, the resurrection. So it's another thing for Jesus to fulfill the Father's command. It's one thing for Jesus to fulfill the Father's commands. It's another for us to fulfill Jesus' commands. There are many commands that Jesus gave his disciples in the New Testament. You go in there and (coughs) read them, (coughs) and there are quite a few. Uh, Let me pick one of the real popular ones. Love your enemy and do good to them. May I have a show of hands of everyone here who has loved uh, an enemy perfectly? Careful, careful. I, I, I'm sorry, I, that's why I had to add that so we didn't get our hands up because that, that's kind of what Jesus is really getting at. Love your enemy and do good to them. I have loved my enemy and I've done good to them. And the next day, I want to pound them into a pulverized uh, pile on the ground. And then the next day, I repent. And I ask God, Lord, help me. I want to do good. I want to love my name. I want to do good. And the Lord is gracious and forgiving. And, and I'm back on my way. And then the next day, I want to cut them up into so many pieces and 
just throw them away. I just, no, no. The next day, Lord, Lord Jesus, I repent. Help me. I'm, I confess it. That you can work it in me. Help me. Uh, that I love my enemy and do good to them. And the next day, fill in the blanks. Hmm? Plane crash, burning a building, you know, fall off of, get, uh, get audited by the tax. No, I, tax, you, you, you know, it's just, it's just uh, such a challenge. You know, I have a bully that I remember from high school that I still struggle with this. I believe I've forgiven them. I want to pray for them and do good for them. And then the next thing you know, I'm wanting to see them get it. And the Lord says, let me help you with that. Let me help you be free. And it's just a good wake-up call. That his commands are there. And there are dozens of them in the New Testament. But I believe they're there for a foundation. They're, re- they're, they're all there because they relate to a foundation that, that comes from the Scripture, way in the back. Um, and, uh, you know, it's there. We're looking at Leviticus eleven forty four. And the scripture there declares, For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. And that's throughout the scripture. Jesus is living and breathing and calling us as well. Be holy, for your Father in heaven is holy. But who can be holy? Who can keep Christ's commands? (laughs) Well, by his grace and mercy, I believe he's... uh, really offering us a way in this passage. 15.10, verse 10. And let's go to Matthew chapter 25 to get a little idea of what the, I think the, the way Jesus leads us to realize what it means to keep his commands and abide in his love. John 22, chapter 22, verse 35 through 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophet. Now Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets, right? But now he's telling us these two these two commands he gives hang uh, are an image of all the law and the prophets. And so in a way, they cover them all. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. But he's, he's, he's trying to help us get, uh, how shall I say, he's trying to help us get a little bit more to the place where we, we, we realize uh, maybe, maybe we can. Maybe we can. But even two commandments? I mean, even these two commandments? Can we keep them? Well, let's remember again what our life in Christ is like. This is the new covenant. He's talking about the new covenant. There's the old covenant. And Jesus revealed what it was and what he was in it. Now, it's speaking, now he speaks to us and to his disciples first about this new covenant. And how do we live it? By faith, right? We were saved by faith, and we live by faith. And when you look at faith, faith, faith has a lot to do with focus. Focus. 
Um, because out of focus, we believe. Out of focus, we obey. Out of focus, we keep. So I believe that when Jesus talks about keep my commandments, I think he's talking more about focus than fulfilling. Remember? He said, I fulfill my father's commands. Fulfill, yes. But when he's talking to us, I think he's saying, focus, focus. When we choose to focus on God and others, we will abide in his love. Look at uh, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, O God, because he or she trusts in you. Okay, focus, keeping us focused. The Lord calls us to focus, and out of that focus, his love fills us. And by faith, we trust we're abiding in it. Let me read it to you in the message. I like the way it says there, Isaiah 26.3, in the message. People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet, because they keep at it and don't quit. Depending on God, depend on God and keep at it, because the Lord your God, uh, in him you have a sure thing. Jesus said, you need to keep. You need to focus in order to abide. It's such a beautiful circle, kind of a beautiful circle um, that really comes from the Trinity in the Father, uh, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit in a life of love. In, in coming to the world, Jesus pointed out that he focused on the Father. Just as I have kept my Father's command and abide in his love, he focused on his Father. And in so doing, he abided in his love. And that, that focus... Is, 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 is showing us that, there's a, that this love is at work if we look. Because you know, that's what Jesus is always calling people to do. Look to me. Look to me. Seek me. Come to me. Follow me. It is a call of focus. And in that focus is the way love continues to work his love. Let me, uh, let me go and read um, uh, John fifteen ten now in the message. Okay, I like to go to the message. It's a paraphrase. Okay, it's a paraphrase. So Eugene Peterson is just kind of telling you how he sees it, and I just like the way how he sees it. So look at this, John chapter fifteen ten in the paraphrase message. If you keep my commands, you remain intimately at home in my love. I like that. That's what I've done. I've kept my father's commandments and made myself at home in his love. That's where our home is here before our home is in heaven, in his love. <laughs> that is our true home, and in that is our true life. But of course, the commandments, the focus is really about a relationship. It's by faith, by trusting him who we look to, who fills us with his life and love, is the one who 
draws us to focus on God and focus on others. Now, <clears throat> let, me, let me come to my last point. Didn't think you were going to get out of here early, did you? <clears throat> I could keep talking. But what for? What we want to do is hear what the Lord says to us and then and go with it, okay? Um, in this focus on God and others, guess who we're not focusing on? <laughs> Ourselves. This is the most challenging part of... of uh, Am I moving too much, Jay? I keep, I keep backing up and he keeps turning the camera and I, I keep feeling like poor guy can't keep up with me. <laughs> I just wanted, that'd be fun because I you just watch. <clears throat> um, uh, focus on the Father and focus on others. We actually become free not to have to focus on ourselves. But here's the trouble. I mean, I've got problems. I've got anxiety. I've got financial issues. I've got enemies. <laughs> but I believe that our Father who is there and whose love we abide in and in Jesus and by the power of the living, loving Holy Spirit will come and speak to us. And I've heard this whispered in my ear many times. And it's, uh, it's good, but it's hard because he loves me. It's hard. And I, I just hear him gently <clears throat> say to me, forget about yourself. Forget about yourself. There's so much freedom in that, so much freedom. As we, as we focus on the Father and others, we, we will be drawn to forget about ourselves. In so doing, we will abide in his love. We must let the Spirit draw us toward him and toward keeping these commandments that we might abide in his love and we might be freed from our self-centeredness. That's where it began. <clears throat> the Lord said, don't eat of this tree. It's the tree of self-centeredness. <clears throat> and that is where sin is deeply rooted in the self. <clears throat> but let's be honest. I can't stop forgetting about, I can't forget about myself. What is that? Sometimes I would like to. It's like, oh, I, I can forget about myself. I don't have to brush my teeth. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> but we know what happens. Your teeth rot. You got to go see the dentist. And then it's even more fun. Uh, I, I get to forget about myself. I'm not going to take a shower. Well, then you stink. And, you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not helping anybody. Even God knows you stink. But, but, I'm not talking, I'm not asking you to not think about yourself. I'm not asking you to ignore yourself. I'm asking you to not focus. Let, let the Lord help us not to focus on ourselves. That's what this, that's what the call in this verse is. Uh, but we live in a culture where we've been raised in that. We've, it's perpetuated very, 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 
well done. I mean, I mean, you go to some of the some of the places where you wouldn't expect evil to crop up, but there it is. At a commencement she, uh, commencement speech at um, high school graduation. You, you have a future. You need to do what you need to do, and you need to get what you need to get, and you go for it, girl. You go for it, guy. Or you look at advertising. It's all over advertising. I mean, I mean, Nike, just do it. Just do it. What do you need? Just do it. What do you want? Just do it. Just do it. Because you are number one. Right, McDonald's? You deserve a break today. You're number one. And the self-help gurus don't even, I don't even have to explain that. You, 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 you. And then some churches. Sadly, some churches. The best you. You and what you can get and what you can be. And to forget about yourself means the main focus is not on you. You're no longer number one. To forget about yourself is to focus on God and to focus on others. But you don't lose. You will never lose. In fact, what did Jesus do? He forgot about himself. He came here and didn't say, I'm the king. Here I am. What are you going to do for me? I came not to be served, but to serve, Jesus said. He forgot about himself every day, every moment. Now, that's the perfect life. That's the life he showed us. That was the best life ever lived. That's a life everybody in their heart really wants, and it's a life that forgot about itself. John Chapter 14, verse 15. Just one chapter before, okay? This is the chapter before. We're in 15. Let's go back one chapter, 14. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Where did we just hear that? Well, wait, notice. This is reversed. Here in chapter 14, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In chapter 15, he says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. In, in a way, Jesus is giving us a circle. He's painting our circle. The one we have with, as the divine, as the, in the divine image, so too is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Live in a wonderful circle of love. Here we are in a circle where Jesus says, I love you. If you love me, you'll focus where you should. And if you focus where you should, you'll abide in that love. This is a wonderful, wonderful, powerful image that he gives on the day before he dies. I'm going to remind you this. Jesus speaking here on the day before he dies. This is very important. He wants his children to know and have this. And if we think, well, how, how? Well, not coincidentally, but the next verse, John says, John 15, 16, right after uh, 14, 16, right after 15. And I, Jesus, will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, it because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will give you 
the Spirit, living, loving Spirit, to help you to focus, to help you abide in my love. So, three final things to think about. Forgetting about yourself, number one, it opens us to focus on Jesus and others. Number two, it allows us, by faith, to see the Father meet our needs. I meet yours, you meet mine. Think about that just a moment. That's how marriage best works, isn't it? But any relationship, really. I mean, Jesus is talking about anything. But I know with my marriage and my wife, over 32 years we've been, God's helped us work on it. I need to figure out her needs. And she'll help me, (laughs) bless her heart. And she's trying to figure out my needs. And I'll help her. But I have to do it as the way Jesus directs. Because every time I start saying, well, you do this, but I, I... uh, you want this, but I want that. You know, it's like, okay, you tell me, you want to tell me? Okay, it be, but it's not take and take. <clears throat> it's give and give. If I give, she gives, guess what? My needs are met, her needs are met. Wow, that's the church. Uh, focusing on our Father and on others, the Lord is focusing on us. He will make known our needs. I mean, if we're asked, yeah, but I'm saying it is so exciting to know that we're waiting to see who God will use to meet our needs. That's the beauty of faith and waiting. Oh, it is just like, wow, I wonder who's going to meet my need. It's, it's, it's true. We can act like that. By faith, with, ex, with, with an exciting anticipation. And then when it happens, it's like, what a surprise. Let's, I'm going to celebrate. The Lord has done this. What freedom. What freedom. We don't... We don't have to to take or manipulate or demand or attack. It's focus, the proper focus. If we choose to focus as the Lord leads us, we will abide. And when we abide, we'll be filled with one of the most powerful forces in the world. Jesus' love. Which will give us all we need to keep on giving. Mm-hmm. This is keeping and abiding. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that uh, you have done it in Jesus. And we can live it. Boy, how exciting that is, Lord. Thank you so much that... You show us, you lead us. Now, it's hard, Father, yeah, yeah, because we have to decide. We have to change. We have to let you show us in your own life, and then we have to, by faith, accept that you can do it in our lives. Help us to focus, as we should, so we might abide in the love, which is life, which is freedom, which is the future for all eternity, and what we so desperately need in a world that's can be so self-centered, but Lord, what's, what, what is the great joy of your, 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 your body, the church, is its focus. Thank you. And may you guide us all here as we grow in focus for, for you and for each other to the praise of your glory and the sake of your name. Amen.